Efforts by the global health community to eradicate polio have led to a dramatic reduction in cases over the past three decades. As part of the next step in the polio eradication campaign, after the elimination of type 2 wild polio virus, all countries will switch from the trivalent oral polio vaccine to a bivalent oral vaccine. I'm Stephen Morrissey, Managing Editor of the New England Journal of Medicine, and I'm talking with Walter Orenstein, Associate Director of the Emory Vaccine Center. Dr. Orenstein has co-authored a perspective article about the latest push in the global effort to eradicate polio. Dr. Orenstein, you write in your article that as of last October, endemic transmission of polio had been interrupted in all countries except Pakistan and Afghanistan. That is correct. When the polio eradication effort began in 1988, there were 125 countries considered endemic polio, with an estimated 350,000 persons paralyzed by polio viruses. You talk about the shift that will take place in April from the trivalent oral polio vaccine to the bivalent. How long has the global health community known it would need to stop using the type 2 component in order to achieve full polio eradication? I think what has happened is a recognition that we were getting more harm from continuing to use the type 2 component than benefits. The last naturally circulating wild virus type 2 outbreak was detected in Aligarh, India in 1999, and continued use of the type 2 component in the oral vaccines appears to be causing about 100 to 200 persons each year to be paralyzed from something called vaccine-associated paralytic polio, or VAP, in which the virus in the vaccine requires neurovirulence and causes paralytic polio. And then about 600 people got something called circulating vaccine-derived polioviruses or paralyzed by poliovirus that had circulated in community and circulating, mutated, and reacquired not only the neurovirulence properties of wild viruses, but the transmissibility properties of wild viruses. And so the advantage of the importance of stopping type 2 now is to decrease this paralysis. And in so doing, we will enhance our chances of getting rid of type 1 and type 3 because taking type 2 out of the vaccine enhances the immunogenicity of the type 1 and type 3 components. So however important that is, that dropping of type 2 is, the switch from trivalent to bivalent is going to require global coordination on a scale I don't think we've seen before. Who's leading that effort and how's it coming together? The switch is unprecedented. It's sponsored by the Global Polio Eradication Initiative Partnership. WHO, or the World Health Organization, is in the lead. Other partners include UNICEF, Rotary International, CDC, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, and others who are involved in changing within a two-week period all of the world's use of trivalent vaccine containing type 2 to bivalent vaccine, which contains only types 1 and 3. And this is being done in a very coordinated fashion with an extensive plan to minimize problems with this unprecedented undertaking because it will require destroying and collecting and destroying all of the type 2 containing oral vaccines as we move to the bivalent, because once we move to the bivalent, we don't want some people to be using a type 2 containing oral vaccine because it could lead to more of these CVDPV2 or circulating vaccine-derived polio 2. These are the viruses that have 
reacquired both neurovirulence and transmissibility, and it can cause outbreaks of polio. One thing that's hampered polio eradication efforts in the past has been attacks on the public health teams that are administering the vaccine. What's the community doing to protect against that kind of attack in this major initiative? I think that's a very, very important issue that you've brought up. They're doing it in a number of ways, reaching out, for example, to religious authorities to get support, reaching out to other community groups that can work with all the groups involved, and also in some of the successes, for example, in Pakistan of the government recently have made more children accessible than were in the past. The issue here with the switch is the vaccine is coming from central government stores, and so it will be, in a sense, easier in that case because you will be able to just stop distribution of the trivalent vaccine and manufacturers will stop producing it. But the issue of finishing the job of eradication means reaching out to these areas where there is insecurity and assuring we can get those children vaccinated so that we can interrupt polio transmission. And what kind of monitoring is going to be needed after this switch is actually accomplished? There's going to be an extensive program of monitoring to evaluate this. There will be visits, for example, to major stores in individual states and individual districts to make sure there is no trivalent oral polio vaccine and assuring that it is destroyed. There will be spot visits out to the very periphery to try and see if in actual clinics there is trivalent vaccine available. And there will be efforts to assure that the bivalent type 1-3 vaccine is in these stores so that they have something to vaccinate children with. In addition, what is being done now is implementing at least one dose of the inactivated polio vaccine, which does two things. One, it will provide some level of type 2 immunity to provide insurance should an outbreak of type 2 reemerge for any reason, that it will at least give you a start on control efforts. And the other thing that's being done is developing an outbreak control protocol should there be a reintroduction of uh, type 2 viruses that cause outbreaks in any way. So I think we're hopeful that there won't be problems, but I think we need to anticipate that problems may occur, and we have to have plans to deal with those problems should they occur. Finally, you write in your article that with this initiative, the level of collaboration achieved by the immunization community has reached a point that has never before happened. What lessons can we take from the polio eradication campaign as we work to eliminate other infectious diseases? I think there are a variety of things that are critically important. One, the role of surveillance. We need to, in many countries, the systems to monitor infectious diseases have been lacking. And what polio has done is set up an extensive surveillance system to find cases, determining whether they are a result of vaccine failure or failure to vaccinate, and taking action. So disease surveillance is critical. A second issue that is critical is the need for independent monitoring. And the polio program has developed systems whereby completely independent groups are able to go in, let's say, after a polio immunization campaign and assess how effective it has been. And they are not bound because they don't know who did the vaccinating. They are completely independent. 
A third is the importance of political will and gaining a public-private partnership with people. And this has played a big role. Rotary International in particular has been extremely valuable in bringing community and business leaders together with government to move forward. There are other lessons as well, but in a sense, to accomplish this, humanity has to unite against a common enemy, in this case, the polio viruses. And this hopefully will be what will be achieved in the near future and then move on to other things that currently afflict the populations around the world. Thank you, Dr. Orenstein.